And we're live. Live from Amsterdam and Montreal. Real, real. It's Kevin and Ruff. <laughs> so late. What am I doing? Sorry. We need one of these one of these intros like your new release notes and and uh, around. <laughs> uh, not around. You saw that. That was fun. Yeah. Um recorded those like earlier in the morning. So it was so by around I meant say along. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, too. Oh, oh, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brain is it's, like it's some enough. kind of startup name that starts with an A. <laughs> yeah, same length, A, simple word. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a famous. Thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I recorded that today. Uh, it was so hot in this room. It was like at the worst time to record, which is like the sun is hitting. This is a sauna in here. And I'm recording, so I have to close, just like now, I have to close all the windows and turn off every fan. Um, it was just, it was bad, but hopefully I managed to do that. Hey, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you, if you, if you, if you looked at a, if you're using a messaging app, right? And you want to reply to a message. Mm-hmm. And I were to, and I w- w- told you, I would tell you that you can swipe on a message to reply. Which yep. direction would you intuitively expect? I mean, <laughs> the problem with this is I'm not pure, right? Like, I feel like that <laughs> has been shaped <laughs> by the expectations <laughs> set by other platforms. <laughs> so I would swipe. So take your finger from the right and mm-hmm. move it left Interesting. on the message. Interesting. At least that's what what Instagram does. That is uh, really the only oh, is uh, messaging platform that I, <laughs> that I use that has this, I think. Otherwise, an iMessage is just long press, obviously. But Wait, how? I can't do that on Instagram. So we go to a message. Am oh, shit, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's actually the opposite. See? <laughs> See? But I feel like it used to be the other way, didn't it? Ah, so we introduced swipe to reply on on you know in along in our comments, and everyone like the spec was like yeah from right to left, and then I started using it. And I always got it wrong. I was like what the hell? I swear. And it used then to I be checked and like the other way. <laughs> like WhatsApp is the other way. So you start from the left and you swipe right, and WhatsApp is I I think for people who don't live in Europe, it's. It's hard to understand just how big and massive WhatsApp mm. is. It's like the app. Right. iOS and Android. Like it's everywhere. Everyone uses it. So it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty big. Um, to just highlight and, you know, the they did. I do not have this app installed on my, any of my devices. <laughs> <laughs> I begrudgingly had to install it when I moved. I managed to stay away from it until I moved to the Netherlands. And then I just like had more friends, I guess, that I mm. messaged on a regular basis, and not all of them were on iOS. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so uh, WhatsApp does that, and I feel like we kind of have to follow that. And then as I keep looking around, I actually don't see apps that do right to left, and I'm like, did I just dream that that was the direction? Um, and also, as you introduce swipe to delete, that is absolutely right to left. So, and kind of now mm. collides a bit with a swipe to reply. So, anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying it's it's uh it's like one of those like fabricated memories. You know what I mean? Like, like you 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 remember it one way, but it's not. Yeah, it's not true. Oh, actually, I just checked. Telegram does does the way we we thought. So from right to left. I'm still feeling like I'm standard? right, though. Wait a second. Wait a second. We need to standardize this. Well, yeah. I mean, well, this is a really bad screen screenshot, but I believe I'm correct that it used to be from right to left until well, they changed it, presumably very recently. So I will send you a screenshot, I mean, and we can put it in the notes. <laughs> it makes sense that... Uh, Instagram would standardize whatever they're doing with like WhatsApp. It should be the same, right? Or maybe I'm interpreting this no. thing wrong. Wait, yeah. The, so the screenshot you sent me feels like it's the other way. So 
the the high chat bubble is going right, so you're moving from left. Oh, uh, right. okay. People can't see this, but yeah. Anyway, mm. isn't that weird? Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> People mm-hmm. are very bad uh, at remembering stuff, so that's mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> yeah, just another proof of that. <laughs> yeah, but I do know. Uh, I actually hate this feature. And oh, actually, that might be why. Actually, maybe maybe it is left to right because I always accidentally trigger it somehow, <laughs> and I want to do something, and then I end up in a reply. <laughs> so I can see how left to right would uh, there would be a conflict with the swipe from the left to right yeah. to go back, right? But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, people are gonna people, say uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like an Apple fanboy obviously but i think my favorite is just the long press context menu thing <laughs> in iMessage it's not fast enough That's, yeah maybe it's, it's not, not fast, fast enough but uh i i wish iMessage would support swipe to reply uh, especially not with threads and all because uh, uh, no one knows that you can long press on a message right <laughs> apparently oh. my parents do <laughs> i don't know why but they do i'm always right. so fascinated when they use it and i'm I always half think, are they? Did they get into this mode somehow, and they're stuck and they don't know <laughs> how to get out of it? But no, apparently Help. they can. They can start threads in there. No one has ever told them or taught them. It just happens. So, um, wow. yeah, very surprising. <laughs> cool. Anyways, how, how did we even get onto yeah. this topic? Uh, I don't know. I know I brought it up, but I don't know why. I guess I, it was just something I was thinking. Sorry, you know, like I start recording uh, layout now, like one minute after doing something work related. Like this right. is a block in the middle of my work day, so sometimes uh, it's it's hard to you know context switch. And I there's some I spill some some work stuff into this show. <laughs> this might have been uh, an example. Uh, how you've been? Uh, I've been good. Yeah, been uh, very busy with a lot of stuff. It's I mean I can't really talk about it okay. too much, but. Um, vague <laughs> no but it's like you know the life of a manager <laughs> is a lot of a lot of my times actually and i feel very like privileged and lucky that that is the case a lot of my time is spent on thinking about you know product and design decisions and working with teams and crafting a like strong strategy and setting a direction for the team and making course correction or like seeing how can we level up our team as a whole. And then every now and then there are weeks where it's not. <laughs> there are weeks where it has nothing to do with uh, design or even really tech related uh, things. And it's just more like okay. people related things, more HR related things. And so that's just, that's just been my past a week or so um nothing bad or anything like that but just like i'm glad that this week i'm getting back into you know product and and design more deeply and so because that's 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 what i love the most so yeah that's been yeah <laughs> that's you, my week so far you're familiar with uh, harry potter right I yeah mean, you gotta i mean who is it yeah. so you know the dementors <laughs> And you know, like the, when they start sucking your, you know, your life out of your face, and that, you know, that visual effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me when I started, like, as my my brief uh, stint as a manager. Like when I started doing those things, it was like the Dementor like got close and like started sucking the life out of me, <laughs> and I I couldn't and I <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. Uh, just like, oh, I need. Uh, when will this be over? And if that stretched for too long, yeah. But uh, you know, it, but that's just because it was not for me. It's not necessarily bad. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, it's you know? fine. Like it's totally fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just happens, and it's actually the mentors very are just misunderstood. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's actually very interesting. I I can't really talk about it, so it's like kind of annoying. I, I know sure. these things, but um, but no, like it, it's it's been interesting. Like I feel like I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm discovering how to navigate a bunch of different situations, um, and so. Yeah, but now I'm just kind of going back to my normal, uh, which is nerding out about design things <laughs> and pointing things out to people and like trying to figure out how we can make things better. So that's that's where I that's where I thrive. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, How's your week? Well, I think uh, 
There's a, uh, my week's been uh, my week's been fun. Uh, I mean, it's Monday, uh, but <laughs> it's uh, it's fun. I I'm having a lot of fun at work. I feel like it's um, uh, let's just say that stuff I do at work is I do design stuff for an app that is, you know it's cool, and and I I get to do some iOS little experiments and stuff sometimes as a prototype, sometimes directly in the code base. I get to tweet about what I'm doing, which is fun, and I get to sometimes record videos and stuff. All of this for work, and like all of these are the things that I would do not at work if i didn't have a job <laughs> so it's like great i can channel all of these skills and all these uh interests into uh, work and get paid for it so i've been having fun uh we'll see uh if this lasts as the team grows and uh, whatever <laughs> but, uh it's been it's been real fun i there's something we i feel like we we kind of have to talk because uh let's talk about because the, the design twitter dictates that this is the thing we all talk about but uh what what the hell happened with uh, gmail why is this why is this a topic can <laughs> well you, i can put you it in the TLDR? notes because i was like okay i feel like we haven't done one of these in a while and so we're kind of overdue to get our take on something that people were talking about <laughs> now obviously we're many weeks or i guess i was gonna say many weeks but i guess this was last week uh feels like <laughs> forever ago um <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Gmail's rolled out this this new redesign. Um, it is this sort of like bluish tint on on Gmail, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of tinting. Yeah, I think how I came across it was I saw this tweet on Twitter um, that said something like, uh, uh, "Google PMs and designers get paid a lot of money to redesign Gmail with three different." Uh, non-complimentary shades of blue. It uh, seems like no one stopped and thought about this. That was like generally the tweet, and then I've seen many, many different mm-hmm. versions of this of people saying it's ugly, or people saying that it's like a mistake or whatever. And the element of this that I thought was interesting to talk about is. How, like, there are even, like, a, a lot of tweets talking about how, like, oh, this is what happens when you, like, A-B test designs to death is you kind of get mm-hmm. mismatch of a bunch of things that don't look quite right together. Um, and I thought it was funny because I'm pretty sure it's the exact opposite <laughs> that happened with this. Because um, when I look into this, it really seems like it's Google applying its new Material U design language from right. Android over to Gmail. And so the fact that there are multiple shades of blue that are different is actually by design. <laughs> like If you look at a lot of their marketing pages, they do a lot of these like multi-tones in kind of the same color palette, but not the exact same shade mm-hmm. combinations. And so, yeah, I thought it was funny to hear people kind of complain about this. I mean, you can say you don't like it. I think that's fine. I also am not in love with this design, to be quite honest, personally. But um, but I think it speaks more to Gmail and Google, to a larger extent, trying, I think, to be a bit more opinionated from a design perspective. Uh, and so I... I Mostly felt like people were misappropriating the the source of why they think this is bad. I I, I think it's actually quite opinionated in terms of design and not something that you would probably land on through A-B testing. In fact, it basically didn't change anything through the UI. It, it is just like a reskin. Um, it is much more a someone in Google has a lot of, seems to have a lot of power and and clout to be able to get the Gmail team to jump on board of this new Material U design. Uh, and it may just not happen to match your design sensibilities. <laughs> As I, I, I think just, I want to start with like, I want to acknowledge the the life cycle of a, of a like design Twitter take um, which is like something happens and then you see the initial wave of reaction, which is like, this is ugly. Oh my God, this is awful. This is so bad. And then you get the, the, the whiplash, you get like the second wave of like, actually, this is like because PMs, AB testing, like, because 
effectively like it's not the designer's fault it's like someone else like an, an, an external force of evil that dictates that and then we got the other wave of like actually how dare people like jump so quickly to <laughs> criticize someone's work don't you know that like it's hard and they have a bunch of constraints that you're not aware of and then like by the fourth or fifth wave it's like it just a turns out and a double turns out and then it kind of loses steam <laughs> and then people just get tired of it and get bored and move on to something else um i just want to acknowledge that like yeah whatever we say like it's bad and then someone else will say actually it's not bad it's good and then actually it's not good it's bad because this i just want to acknowledge this as i'm going to participate in this <laughs> um it's um it's funny that you mentioned like the whole material you thing and like the, the 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 different shades of the primary color in that sense. I wasn't even thinking about that. In as I was reading, I just saw the the screenshot on Twitter and I looked at it as like, yeah, that, that's weird. Uh that was it. Because <laughs> first of all, I don't use Gmail. I don't use their web interface. Never did, so I also don't have like a an attachment or I don't even remember. I was just Googling for like before and after. I can't find it before. So it's just like, I don't remember how it was. Um, so actually, I think I, I found one. Um, so anyway, I, I have like zero attachment to this. But so just my quick reaction, again, the before and after, like it feels more unified. The different shades of blue is kind of weird. The whole material you thing, like I didn't even know it was their plans to bring that over like uh, from Android to web stuff. Because the whole material you emphasis on the you is like very much based on the wallpaper that you pick and like your theme on your android phone mm-hmm. i don't know if this carries over i mean yeah you know do you know if it does like is this customizable i don't even know it um, is customizable so like but it ma- doesn't seem like you can change change to different colors of this theme like so it's like it's a material you as long as you are blue you know (laughs) yeah it's weird like you can set different backgrounds but that then things look a little different (laughs) yeah so you know so then you kind of lose the the it's material use the sign language and all like well but no because you're missing the key component of that which is the you (laughs) so if the you you are personal (laughs) (laughs) Ah. <laughs> ah so good that was a good one um i wonder how many people got that uh so anyway with that said i just again looking before and after it feels way more unified because before you also had a bunch of like little ui elements and like some old stuff like you just know this really old like ma- pre-material design i think even um mm. so i'm not a particular fan of this i don't think it looks like incredible i still think it looks better just purely from like a screenshot. Um, but I'm not a fan of this UI anyway, so it's hard for me to even like, you know, get excited about it. I think the whole Gmail thing is so important to Google and like such a, such a important like top of the funnel type thing. It's like everyone uses this. It's like this in their Google, you know, their search, uh, search page, web search landing page whatever you call it google.com they're like every pm wants a a piece of land (laughs) you know this (laughs) this screen Um, because i I don't think if you were to ask any designer like design a web email interface like half of this shit wouldn't be here you know like it's just it's a lot so i don't know this is not a good take on my part because i don't really care uh (laughs) i understand that they're going a direction i'm not a particular fan of that direction uh, I guess I could see that I would be a bit pissed off if I was a diehard Gmail fan and user and and all of a sudden stuff is different, but that that's always going to happen. Right? Nah, I think if you're a diehard Gmail fan, you're used to every 6 to 12 months there's just a new UI skin that's applied and then nothing changes behind the scenes. Like it's, The UI is always the same. They just apply whatever skin of the day. On top of it, so you're like, eh, I'm used to this. <laughs> you know, when, when's the next you, you one going to be? You use Gmail, no? I do use Gmail, yes. Do you use a web um, interface? I don't use it much. I mostly use the, okay. um, you know, like any, like apps for it. So like Mail.app, for example. Um, but sometimes I'll jump in because one of the things that I always struggle with is search. <laughs> 
search mm-hmm. is never as good as the proper Gmail search. So if I'm looking for something very specific, I'll go into the Gmail interface for that. And the second thing that I use it for is for setting up filters. So filters are amazing in Gmail to filter out all sorts of stuff from your inbox. So every now and then I'll go into the web interface and then set up a new filter to get rid of something. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's interesting just like reflecting back on, on Material U. Like I still think that's probably one of the most again from a, a non-android user uh that seems like probably one of the most interesting things that uh, google has done f- at least from my perspective like it's just still looking at the pages it still looks fresh and unique and interesting um one of the things though is it doesn't really blend well <laughs> with other things like it's very mm-hmm. opinionated uh, in what it is how it looks how it behaves um, so I think it's it's interesting. Like I feel like we're getting the taste of that and seeing it kind of outside of its own element. I'd be curious to see how that then like looks and feels like on Android. And I think I just basically I'm I'm getting a takeaway from this conversation that I'd actually love to get you know a, a designer who's on Android, you know, has been an Android user for a while to give us an update on like this like material you thing and like where they're at with this because um, I think I remember our, our take at the time was like hey this seems really interesting how are third party apps going to integrate this right like it, it kind of goes back to that same thing of like yep. it's very opinionated and it works well if you want to adopt this look but is everyone going to adopt this look like how you know how do normal other apps coexist with this very opinionated language, I don't know. So. Especially, yeah, I remember we talked a lot about branding and stuff. Like if you're a third-party app, let's say you're Spotify on Android and you want to adopt the new Android, you know, you thing, material you thing, are you going to give up on the dark background and the green tint because that's part of your brand? Like, will you do that? That's probably not. Yeah, uh, I highly doubt I, it. I, I'll, have, I'll say this about, about Android's design, like big design language efforts um they're they're usually like not ahead of its time but like they're usually on the far forefront of like new trends and new themes like material design was way earlier than i was seven and like they kind of not pioneered but like they were there early for the whole flat design thing um and apple iOS 7 was pretty late actually one of the last, because you had the Windows thing with the Metro look, right? And mm-hmm. then you had Material Design, and then iOS 7 came out later. So, and I think now with Material, with the uh, Material U, is that the name? Yep. Whatever. With this new U thing, the UUR thing, <laughs> uh, the, it's also riding this whole theme of customization, you know, making something very personal to your own taste and customize it to your own, you know, Again, taste and look. Stuff that Apple is also trying to go with, with like now the lock screen, but like they, they do very small steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. So it feels like Google gets it, like where where we're going, and then puts in a lot of effort, like at the beginning. But I feel like they don't follow through. Or like they, even they, they, they themselves feels like they, they get bored <laughs> with it after a bit. Uh like material design was never really rolled out everywhere consistently. Mm-hmm. I think there was like this weird transition period where like they went with a Google Sans thing and like the, you know, there was like this weird period of Google styles. Um, even their own. Well, their wasn't own it like they just apps. launched Roboto and then for their Google apps though they used the Google font? Like, is it Google Sans? Is that what you said? And then now yeah, they're but, finally so back. What do you have? Like a, maybe okay, it was like a. Using it. <laughs> I don't know if they give it a proper name, but I, let's call it the Material Design 2.0, which is like, all right, forget the, the background with the tint color, like nav and all. Everything's white. You just use a little Google like colors as like accents and stuff. Um, you know, with like the Google uh, Assistant, little animation and stuff. Uh, so that was like the 2.0 that not every app followed through. Or, you know, they also have a bunch of, a lot of apps and most of them feels like they've been abandoned. And so, uh, it's not, we're not going to update that. But so, but the experience is a bit broken in places. Um, 
And I feel like with this Material You thing, they've announced that, what, like two years ago or something, right? Or was it a year ago, maybe? Um, yeah, I feel like maybe closer to I haven't, ago. I haven't heard anything about it since. I don't, is, is, I don't even know if, is, is that Android version out or still in beta? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, anyway. I don't. I don't really talk to Android users, anyways. So, not just kidding. <laughs> oh. No, I don't. I, yeah, wow. I actually have no idea. Um, so, but it'd be no, fun to find out. Like again, the if you browse the pages for Android twelve, like it looks really good. Like it looks really interesting. Like I'd love mm-hmm. to to try it and play with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with you that it's it's the the follow through of the rollout of the design system that's a bit of a a bit of a challenge, and I think that's what they're like going back to this Gmail thing. That's what they're trying to do here. Like they're trying to apply it. Um, it's mm-hmm. just like if you if the way you adopt this is really just like put a skin on something. I'm not sure that you can really make it the best version of this that it can be. So, yeah. Hopefully in the future they take a, an opportunity to, re- to rethink Gmail even even more and, and apply this kind of like customization feeling um, to Gmail in a better way. Also, I have to imagine that it would be the way the, the, the org is, is structured. Um, and, you know, you have like big individual teams working on different products and stuff um like I, I have to imagine that it's it's hard to roll out like if they wanted to say you know next year we're gonna roll out a new design language and apply it like everywhere all of our apps and platforms it's it's i imagine that has to be like almost impossible <laughs> you know especially in a year almost definitely impossible uh apple can kind of like separate some of their efforts like mac os kind of came later in the whole flattening of their stuff right like they can do all right ios first and ipad i guess and then maybe you want to do mac later but 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 it's well it's still ipad more, in like, the fall <laughs> yeah right ipad in the fall and even then you know this is not a redesign i wonder i wonder when we'll see a new like actual redesign of ios uh, yeah I, w- um, I would love to see that that would be really cool but yeah, I mean, they have so much stuff right now. Even like comparing today versus when they rolled out iOS seven, iOS is so much bigger today than it was at the time. It would be quite the endeavor to to make changes to the design system. Regardless, we know that uh, two days later, Joey Banks would have their uh, new iOS kit I know. Uh, ready to go. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, uh, Joey. Yep. Anyway, uh, I would love to have some someone from, I mean, ideally someone from the Google design team, but if not, just like someone who understands uh, Android and the Google, you know, IPs and products that, you know, if anyone would want to volunteer to come on a show and talk to us, you know, that'd be cool. Just let us know. DM us. Nice. We are sponsored this week by Zeppelin. They are back. And look. Figma is a great design tool, but with Zeppelin, it can be even better. We as designers can spend a lot of time in Figma organizing our design files and adding extra layers to explain our designs. Adding flows to show user journeys, we can you know, sometimes have to add notes to clarify intentions, and all of these things mean adding extra layers in Figma. Well, with Zeppelin, you can import your Figma files and use features like flows, annotations, and screen variants to document your design and everyone else can see your design the way you intended it and understand it without having to come through tons and tons of files in Figma. The second thing you can do for us is help simplify a handoff. So, you know, when we hand off files to developers, there's often a lot of back and forth that continues over time. If the design file is changed, then developers have to be notified, and then the changes have to be pointed out to them, and it's not always very clear. 
In Zeppelin, version control is done on a screen-by-screen -screen basis. So when you edit designs, the changes are automatically documented and commit messages note the changes in each version. So developers know when changes are made and when a design file is still in progress or is being finalized. Third, Zeppelin also makes life easier for developers. Because let's face it, they don't always know what to build when they're looking at a design file. It's sometimes difficult to identify components or tell if a component is new or has been changed or if they're used in other screens. And developers can't easily access the instructions for component behavior alongside screens. Well, Zeppelin fixes that. Zeppelin automatically shows all components with one click. And developers can immediately know if components are used or reused in other screens. And designers can pin design instructions for components using linked annotations. So these remain attached wherever the component is used in a project with documentation right alongside the screen. So our thanks to Zeppelin for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Uh, don't forget, if you want a Figma faster, you need Zeppelin as part of your toolkit. Our thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk to you about today is actually kind of follow-up. So apologies, John Syracuse, for breaking the rules of follow-up and <laughs> putting them in the middle of the show. But hey... Um, I, a couple episodes ago, I recommended a book I was reading called After Steve. Um, and I kind of mm. recommended it preemptively because I was like, oh, I started reading it and I'm enjoying it. Uh, now I'm, I'm finished. I've like read the entirety of it. And uh, I would say my recommendation still stands. I really enjoyed this. I think this provides a really interesting look into... Um, primarily Johnny Ive and Tim Cook uh, in the past couple of years. I would say, I mean, if you're an Apple fan, obviously you're going to know about a lot of things, but there's also a lot of interesting tidbits in there of little nuggets of information of I feel like you get to understand a bit better the sort of motivating factors behind some of these some of these characters. Uh, and you, you get to learn a lot more about some of the some of the behind the scenes of, of things that happened. Um, I'm not going to spoil too many details, um, but I've just like okay. I think it's a it's a very easy read, and a lot of the things that I personally picked up on are not the big details, but the small things um, of just like how intense Johnny Ive can be about spotting like tiny little defects in aluminum <laughs> that people around him think he's crazy <laughs> um there's this anecdote i think they published it on on 95 mac or something where he saw some kind of i don't I, I think it was maybe some some kind of mac um in aluminum and then he was like oh my gosh this is terrible and everyone's like what are you talking about and he's like the aluminum's is horrible the finish and they're like Okay, get get him a red marker so he can circle the the areas that are not good. And he said, uh, "Give me a bucket of, of red paint. <laughs> we can dip it in paint, and I can wipe off the one or two areas that are correct." <laughs> and it's just like these little oh. anecdotes that are really I, I find really interesting. Um, the sort of takeaway that I got from this book, like the book, really sort of which is kind of like in the downside column, I would say, for, for this book, where there's a lot of the facts and the reporting, and there then there's some light editorializing of it, <laughs> of like the book really tries to make it a Johnny I versus Tim Cook story, when in a lot of times it just doesn't seem so much like that's the case, but it, it's trying to inject like the author's perception or idea and he seems to really not like tim cook um even in times where i'm <laughs> okay. like you're a little harsh here <laughs> right um like for example there there's an example when um they talk about uh angela uh, Aarons, who um apparently you know was a bit of a 
culture clash with an apple, um, which is like kind of apparent from the outside, right? You know, a bit of a different, like more high profile. And she wasn't there for that long. Per- personality. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's a point where um, they say that Tim Cook started asking her a lot of questions about retail and that Tim Cook is so detail-oriented that he would, like, drill her with questions nonstop until he get answers to, like, every single detail. And that, um, for her, it was kind of too much. Um, and so they decided with common, you know, agreement that she wasn't a right fit, and then they would move on. And there's this sort of, like, comment of how, um, because Tim Cook was aloof and assaulted staff with interrogation they had to exit this like amazing superstar uh executive and you're like oh, that, but it doesn't seem like she was doing great though <laughs> it seems like it makes sense to me that the head of retail should be able to answer a lot of questions about retail like that's, that just seems that just seems like the correct decision <laughs> like there's a lot of these instances where there's just like these random quotes um or, or he'll be like, um, oh, so they made this decision. And a day later, the company lost billions in, in, in value. It's like, yeah, but like even a small percentage change in their stock like has huge reper- Like there's just like weird uh, twisting of things to try to like make a narrative every now and then. That just didn't mm-hmm. like really make There's a bias in, in yeah framing the incidents or the yeah it's very light though like, like it's unrelated e- but yeah it's easy to ignore because it's these little like one-off sentences where you're like mm, no i actually think like <laughs> i think it was the right decision um <laughs> or you know the the direction of the watch right of like Tim Cook didn't get fashion, and so he pivoted it to um, to fitness. Uh, and Tim Cook didn't understand the difference between the Edition watch and the regular Apple Watch. To him, it was just a gold version of the Apple Watch. And I'm like, you're making it sound yeah. like that's a bad thing. I'm like, that's what it is, though. <laughs> Like, why are you making it like, you know, Tim Cook is not an artist and like doesn't get doesn't get fashion. It's like, yeah, but it, it kind of just is a gold version of the Apple Watch. <laughs> like, it's just so at times I found myself disagreeing with the author a little bit, uh, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't prevent me from enjoying the, the contents of the book. Um, and I think so going back to my general takeaway of, of the book is just. It's just really interesting to me how if you want to make something, you know, make a mark or make a company that is very successful, like you need someone who's like as passionate and nerdy and intense about design as Johnny Ive. And you need someone as nerdy and passionate about operations and the business as Tim Cook. And you need, right, like every person, like it seems like, at least the way that it, they're describing them, like everyone's so like intense about their thing that they're interested in, mm-hmm. that they're kind of like they're like basically some of the best in the world at whatever the thing that they do. So the book tries to make you choose, like, oh, are you an artist? Are you a businessman? Are you a whatever? But the conclusion I came away with is like, you actually need all of these people together and you need to form, you know, it's, it's combining all of these personalities and all these ideas and these strengths together. That's the like really amazing thing. And that's the key piece. It's not choosing one over the other, like just having someone like Johnny Ive run the show probably doesn't lead to all of the best outcomes like it leads to him spending you know months and months on a one one of a kind leica <laughs> camera for no real purpose um like you need all of that and i think that maybe uh, made me think about like you know steve jobs and how it seemed like he was able to wrangle all of these people all of these strong personalities scott Forstall and, and and like all of these folks um, and how that's probably like I would say one of the 
maybe one of the big challenges going forward is like Tim Cook building and maintaining a strong team of highly opinionated people. Obviously, we don't know any of the new folks that that replace these, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I have the highly doing great. <laughs> like all things considered, uh, you know, he was replacing Steve Jobs. It's <laughs> not an easy, uh, you know. But I think I think it's it's easy to say Steve Jobs was a product person, and he did Randall like yeah, people like Scott Forstall and Johnny Ive, and like they kind of made them all jive well together or whatever, because ultimately he was the one deciding things and like, again, product oriented product first person, but also Steve jobs was there and had Tim cook, right? Tim cook was taking care of all the operation yep. stuff. And I feel like once, when Steve jobs was gone and then Tim, Tim cook took over as CEO, the big worry or fear for a lot of people, myself included is like, is Apple going to become an operations first company and not product first. And I feel like, you know, it's been, how long has it been? Like more than 10 years, no? At this point, mm-hmm. since uh, Steve's death. Um, I think they've been doing pretty well, but yeah, like, you know, they lose something a little bit. It's it's different. Uh, and I, I think well, Tim Cook is, doesn't come off as a product first person. and But he also had like, just like Steve Jobs didn't have to worry much about operations, I feel like Tim Cook didn't have to worry much about product because he had people like Johnny Ive. He had a lot of people at, inside Apple that are very much like product-oriented people. Like they understand what makes a good product, and I feel like that's a lot of that's like in their culture, right? But uh, now with Johnny left, and like that, that that over time it has to change. Even if Steve Jobs didn't, you know, was still there today. It would be very different now than it was ten years ago. Like, we can't just compare it. Like, it's it's different. Yeah, absolutely. And because of that, like, because Steve Jobs is gone, is different. Like, no, it would be different. It's it's the biggest company in the world now. Um, so it's yeah. Anyway, I'm 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 curious to to go through. Yeah, you you should it's read it. I've read like uh, Apple stuff. Yeah, I think I think you would love it. Uh, it reads very easy, and you come away with it with a strong appreciation. <laughs> for all of these people and like all of the seemingly incredible things that they all pull off. So um, yeah, it was really, really interesting. And I'm finding myself thinking, huh, I'd be interested to see like the next chapter of this. Like I would totally read the stories of what's gone behind the scenes of the, the, the current app store stuff. <laughs> right. Like that would be mm-hmm. so interesting. So yeah. Um, Check it out. It's it's good. Boom. On that note, why don't we follow right through into recommendations? Sweet. Do you want to get us started with yours? <laughs> sure do. Um, okay, so one is, it's not really like an app or whatever, but I'll just start with, um, I have a Hue light behind my monitor, all right, at my desk. And so... A lot of times I want to just turn that light on, but I don't have a switch for that. Mm. So going to the home app and like looking for the thing and clicking and turning it on is fine, but you know it's a bit awkward. And I wish I could just have a switch. So since I always wanted to turn on and off when I'm at my desk, uh, I wanted to do that through like my computer. Like I'm already here, um, my hands are already in the keyboard. So I've. Uh, since shortcuts come out, like you can run a shortcut via Spotlight, so I just did that. I created one um, one shortcut to turn on the light and one shortcut to turn off the light. So I mm. quickly just say turn on and autocomplete to, uh, to turn on the light, and so I can turn on and off the light super quick with my keyboard shortcut. Um, and then you can also assign like actual keyboard shortcuts to that. If I- so that's like one recommendation is using shortcuts on your mac that you can you know just if you kind of brushed off shortcuts when it came out like yeah fine it's not for me just like now i would welcome you to take a look at shortcuts with this new framing of like this is something i can run really quickly from spotlight or raycast or whatever you use Mm -hmm. because there's a lot that like now I'm so I think I mentioned before like I created a shortcut which actually just runs an Apple script to open a new Safari window 
remember when like is there a keyboard shortcut to create a new window uh when you don't have it selected right because of spaces remember that so i just expanded that now i have one for like create a new terminal window create a new uh, finder window so i just use that a lot and those are all shortcuts some just running an apple script some just running you know an actual shortcut i put together um so that's like one recommendation and then i had a question for you on this do you get it as the first result because i also i set one up recently to turn on dark mode (laughs) like having to do the click in you know the icon in the menu bar and then click again and then turn it on um i wanted to make that faster my problem is um when i search for it there's one two three four five six seven eight nine items (laughs) before the results I can't seem to get it, yeah, in Spotlight. Uh, well, I'm now I'm using Raycast, but mm. this was still true when I was using Spotlight. Uh, it's just you know it learns like so if you if you sign into it more often, often enough, it will surface it up right. So right now, if I just do tu for turn, turn off the desk light and turn on desk light is like my first two options. If I just type da for dark mode. I get toggle system appearances like, hmm. So I guess it's just you have to train Spotlight to like surface those. All right. Um, so yeah, you know, keep keep uh, keep at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that I'll just I'll finish off with another recommendation, which is very much in the same theme, but like I wanted to take it one step further, and I wanted to automate like when I turn on my laptop. And it's after 6 p.m. And if I'm connected to an external display, you know, then I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure I'm at my desk. Um, then turn on the light. So that, that was that was what I was trying to achieve. And then I found this one app in the App Store. It's called Homey, <laughs> which is cute. And it's a uh, it's like a it's like a home. It's an extension to the Home app that lives in your menu bar. Um, and so. I think there's like the the free version. There's an in-app purchase in here. Like the free version, what it does is just well, there's a new um, uh, menu bar item, and from that item, you can you can quickly like access all of your home stuff. So all of your devices, you can turn on and off all of your your scenes. So that's just nice. It's it lives there in the menu bar. It's cool. Then if you if you pay the in-app purchase, I forget how much. But like if you unlock their their paid. Uh, feature set you can have a bunch of automation including like run these things like automatically run the scene when like the computer turns on connected to the display stuff like that um so it's been working pretty well to be honest i've only really like set it to do the thing i want to do with this particular light but this you know it can do so much more (laughs) but um that's yeah. That's my recommendation. It's it's called Homey. I'm gonna put links in the show notes, and uh, yeah, I was surprised at how much like third party developers can access in their like in your home data, home stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, cool stuff. Nice. My recommendation this week is the Bear, the TV series, uh, and I've just started watching it on Disney Plus, and they don't have all the episodes yet, uh, but I believe. They might be out, I think, if you're watching on FX or something. Um, mm. Have you have you watched it? I haven't, but I've 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 seen a lot of people <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> it seems to be popular. Yeah, it's amazing. It's probably the best show that I've seen all year. Um, it's wow. I love it. Um, I'm only a couple episodes in again because I'm <laughs> waiting <laughs> for the other episodes to come out on Disney Plus. Um, but basically, yeah. So this is a sort of like a young chef who used to work in these fancy restaurants, like in New York City or something, and uh, he comes back home in Chicago to take over um, sort of the family sandwich shop. That was that used to be his brother's, and you kind of learn that his brother passed away, and so he's trying to like pick up this <laughs> this restaurant and try to make it good, <laughs> and that that is sort of the premise, and then you kind of get into it. Um, 
first, like the way that it's shot and directed is amazing. <laughs> I've it was a long time ago now, but um, I've been like a busboy, not a chef, obviously, but um, and like work, you know, around kitchens and stuff like that. It feels mm-hmm. so real, like the way that everything moves at a million miles an hour. People are all screaming over each other <laughs> in the kitchen. It is just feels immediately just right. Um, and then the writing. There's like some kind of PTSD for I think everyone who has worked in a kitchen, like you have to have worked at a kitchen to understand. Like yes. there's some, it's like a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. it feels like this like <laughs> just hits the sweet spot. Like just gets it so right. Um, the writing is incredible. The acting is is amazing. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it's weird or not, but I find myself relating with the characters in this so much so much of like you know when you're trying to accomplish something great and just like they're like pushing to to make your vision come to life but also struggling with sort of like trying to lead this team and seeing all of your flaws and all of your own personal hang-ups and challenges and having to try to overcome that and just i think you know I feel like for for a lot of people who who work in tech or in management or leading teams or like there's definitely going to be a, a lot in there for you um and even if not like at the end of the day it's just a really enjoyable like fun show with 30 minute long episodes that go by really quickly so highly recommend check it out I think you're going to like it Cool we'll do All right another show another week we did it uh Check out all the links for stuff we mentioned on our show notes. Uh, you can do that on our website. That's layout.fm. Follow us on Twitter. DM us suggestions or whatever. Uh, even, you've heard this. Uh, at layout.fm. Still there. Our handles haven't changed. Kevin is still at Vernal Kick, and I'm still at Rafa Hari. We tweet sometimes. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, huge thanks to, to Zeppelin for, once again, sponsoring our show. Uh, we love them. Go check them out. Zeppelin.io. And uh, I'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye.